It's my U.S. Open specials. For the first time in India, watch the live coverage of the U.S. Open 2022 in four languages from the singles quarterfinals on Sony 10.2 in English, Sony 10.3 in Hindi, and Sony 10.4 in Tamil and Telugu channels as the 6th of September, 9.30 p.m. Indian Standard Time. Uh, India player Jeevan Niranjarian uh, joins me. Hi, Jeevan. How are you? Hi, Rishi. That sounds so nice to hear that, right? That we can watch U.S. Open in so many different languages. Exciting. Lovely. And that's the best way to promote uh, tennis uh, in this country. You know, youngsters watching these great players at uh, the Armstrong Stadium, watching them uh, take on other titans. Wonderful. Let's just start with some stuff that's been happening. Nick Kyrgios says courtside was smelling of marijuana and that disturbed him because he's asthmatic. Talk about the truth in that. Most importantly, the atmosphere of the US Open. Another player turned around and said, you know, there's so much of noise, there's music, there's yelling, the crowds, the smells. Vijay Amrita just speaking to me a couple of days ago and he okay. was talking about the airplanes landing and taking yeah, off. True, not easy true. to play in that atmosphere, is it? It's not, Rishi. But I mean, the way I have a completely, I don't know what uh, Vijay's take on this was, but my take is, man, we are spoiled as tennis players. <laughs> That's basically it. Because there's going to be airplanes, there's going to be you know, pungent smell, there's going to be crowd that you can't control. But isn't that what makes the sport exciting? It's the fact that you need to be on such an autopilot with your memory and your concentration that really nothing should affect you. Of course, between your first and second serve, because you're one of the few sports where you get that second chance to start a point, you'd like to see a little bit of enforcement on maybe quieter conditions. But I do think nowadays we've really become a little bit soft with the way we're doing things as a whole for tennis in general, because I think that if you're playing sport, whether forget tennis, look at pistol shooting, for example, when you these guys are performing with music and having to hit a perfect target at 10 meters away, irrelevant of the sound. If you look at other sports, badminton, squash, what have you, you are performing with distractions and that's what makes you great. And that's why we're paying money to see these guys perform. So yeah, I agree. It's not ideal for your best performance, but I have a case to make that says, the best performance that you can put under tough conditions is what makes you great. Yep, uh, point taken. You know, there is no doubt that Nick Kyrgios has been good for the game of tennis. He's an entertainer and things like that. I'd like a comment from you on Nick and uh, his chances in this particular tournament. How deep do you think he can go? It's not an easy draw for him. And whatever you've seen thus far, how does it look? No, absolutely, Rishi. I think Nick's playing great. He's done so well at Wimbledon making that final. Just unfortunate, of course, that he couldn't get points. But the fact that he stepped up from there and, uh, you know, done so well at uh, Washington, doing so well on the hardcore season, there was, I'll be honest, I was wondering if he was playing so freely at Wimbledon because there was no points. Could that have, uh, you know, removed a little bit of pressure from his, his performance? But he's definitely proved us wrong and he's shown that he's uh, stepped up his game. And like you mentioned, he is something that's very, very good for Indian, uh, for Indian tennis, international tennis, tennis in general, simply because he's bringing in a set of audience that's not already going to tune in to watch US Open. You and me are going to watch, we're going to talk about US Open regardless of who's playing because we just love the sport. But there's going to be people that we can bring in to popularize our sport just because it's the Nick Tirio show. And I think that's what we need. We need a fresh set of audience to come in and say, hey man, tennis is exciting. I don't know what this guy Nick is going to do today on the court. And since he's bringing in that fresh angle of viewers who normally wouldn't tune in to watch tennis, 
it's one of a kind honestly what he's doing for professional tennis right now big fan well said serena beating uh, anet kontaviet the number 2 seed uh, a slug fest that was given yes. serena's 40 she's on a roll you think she can go all the way i mean a lot of people are turning around and saying this is the swan song so <laughs> uh, you know she is going to go but again you know the the body ages she's 40 can she do this one last time you've actually said it right can she do it there's absolutely no doubt that she can and i feel like her biggest competition at the us open is her body it's not herself because her mind is there her ability to believe that she can win it's all there but the only restriction is the actual physical element of playing two weeks at a grand slam can her body handle can the joints take the load of playing on hard courts for two weeks she's already being pushed in the end of the first week right so i know she said it yesterday she is serena williams we are not going to say that she cannot do it but the body doesn't listen to who you are it has a mind of its own so yeah i would love to see the swan song be uh, ending with a perfect uh, fairy tale title but that being said it's already a win man i mean the way she's been performing already tells you what she's done for women's tennis what she's done for tennis in general so it's a win win for everyone to just see her play one more time one more time and can she do it yes she can will her body let her do it we'll have to wait and see What's with the British contingent, uh, man? And all of a sudden, British players raining down on us, left, right, and centre. Jeevan Jack Draper has beaten Felix Auger Oliasim, the sixth seed. Draper is making his US Open debut. He beat Sitsipas in Montreal last earlier this month, actually, not even last yeah. month. And Cameron Norrie, Andy Murray, Jack Draper already in the third round. Daniel Evans might get into the third round. Is this the resurgence of British tennis? It's a good point. Also, we got a little shout out to people like Ryan. Pen- Aniston also who did really well at Wimbledon and he these guys just take advantage of having those big level tournaments at their backyard and take it to the next level and it is a resurgence of english tennis for sure but let's also understand that it's not happened overnight there's a gradual process with the LTA along with the players uh, to form junior development programs the, the grassroots of british tennis they've been working on it for the last 10 years so me as a professional I'm not surprised to see British talent emerge in Grand Slams, but yes, it is happening all of a sudden. We can also look at Chinese tennis, for example, with uh, Yi Bing Wu and Xi Jinping both qualifying. Wu still in the third round of the Grand Slam. This is all a lot of effort put in over many, many years by the associations, by private sponsors to create a great system at the base. So yeah, it's fantastic to see resurgence of these type of countries. One really cool uh, fact, uh, Rishi, was between Italy, France, Spain. America and Argentina all right these five countries there are 100 players in the top 200 wow that's an interesting that's, stat that yeah. that five countries and you have a 50% chance of making it i look at making it as in tennis say your top 200 you're playing grand slams you're making pretty decent money top 100 you're making good money yeah You pick these five countries and you go there. You have a fifty percent chance of doing it. It looks like. But Jack Draper, you like what you see? I definitely. He's, he's a lefty. He's shown us that he has the ability to not just pull off a win. He can make a run in tournaments. He's got a lot of uh, firepower in his game. Talking about Jack Draper and Cameron Norrie, also as a lefty, he's been around for a long time. But you can see that the years of effort that they've put into their careers—it's all coming together. It's nice to see Andy Murray also back in it, right? And yeah, I think Jack Draper is definitely one to look out for in the future, not just because of his current form, but he has the weapons to make runs in Grand Slams. Let's come to Danny Medvedev. Daniel Medvedev is the defending champion, the world number one. He's now won twenty of his last twenty-two matches. It 
could be a Kyrgios versus Medvedev fourth round. Is that a, a mouth-watering contest for you, Jivan? Absolutely. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. I would love to see that. But I definitely wouldn't count out Yi Bing Wu. I am a little worried for Medvedev because I've seen this guy play on the Challenger Tour. He's won the US Open juniors in singles and doubles. He's familiar with playing at, at that stage, but obviously not at the biggest stage like Arthur Ashe. But still a long way to go, I think, to see that matchup because it's still a little bit of work for these guys. But yeah, it's mouthwatering to see a potential Medvedev uh, Kyrgios fourth round because to me, that is a mini final because they were, for me, the top two favorites for this uh, slam. Just considering how well Medvedev has played, considering he couldn't play on the grass and he's on that incredible win of matches that you just mentioned, 20 out of 22. And Nick, we don't have to say much. He's the most winning player in the last few months. To see them in the fourth round, it's a little bit sad that it's happening a little early in the slam. But then you do have Rafa in the other half of the draw. It's just great for tennis. We don't know who's going to win. We have about four or five people that were capable of ending this Grand Slam being world number one. So it's just great. It's a great time to tune in and watch the US Open because we don't know who's going to end up being world number one. Through that, Casper Ruud, Carlos Alcaraz, yeah. Rafa, Rafa himself. Yeah. Rafa hasn't played at the US Open since 2019, but he's looking good. It looks like uh, he could be number one again, like I briefly said, post this tournament. Fabio Fonini waiting for him now. Ajivan, that's not going to be easy. Not at all. Not at all. Fognini is one of those guys that's been around for a long time. He's a veteran on the tour. And more important than that, he's beaten Rafa on hard courts. He's beaten Rafa on clay courts. So this guy does not believe that he can't beat Rafa. He definitely knows he can. Considering the form that they're coming into this tournament, I would still obviously pick Rafa to come through that. But he will be pushed a lot in that match for sure. It really comes down to how well Rafa is going to serve. I feel like every time he's done well at US Open, which is considerable. He's won it four times. So he's done really well at this slam. And almost every time he's found a way to improve his first serve percentage at the US Open and add a few clicks to that first serve. It's a little bit more powerful. And that's exactly what you need if you're Rafa at US Open. So if he can find the range, I feel like in the Fabio Fonini match with his serve, that's going to serve him really well going into the second week. Just a, a look at the women's as well as the men's doubles draw. Coco Goff, she made a debut at the US Open uh, at age 15 in 2019. Yeah. She's looking solid this year. I mean, we spoke of, of Serena. Just your picks on, in that women's draw. And is it going to be Ram and Salisbury in the men's doubles? <laughs> Just your <laughs> picking your head. <laughs> yeah, uh, first touch on the women's draw. I think Coco Goff, again, she's just 18 now. She's the youngest one in the top 50, I would say, for sure. And of course, now we've seen Radu Kanu, you know, take that uh, skydiving jump in the rankings all the way down to 80. But exciting times for women's tennis because Iga Swantek is the queen. But there are a lot of people gunning for that title over here. And again, Serena Williams in the hunt as well. It's great for women's tennis. But that being said, uh, when we come down to who is capable of winning this Grand Slam, I'd still honestly keep Shwantek a little bit as a favorite over the rest, simply because of her scintillating form on faster goals. And her game style, she plays quick tennis. And that, that's probably what you need on a hard court. And going into the men's doubles draw... Yeah, man. It's hard to go against Ram and Salisbury. These guys have figured it out. They are explosive with their serving. I think they just complement each other well. This is exactly what we saw between Leander and uh, Mahesh Duo. The fact that what one guy didn't have, the other guy had. And that's kind of what we see with Ram and Salisbury because Ram's uh, Rajiv has mentioned not the most athletic guy, but you cannot pick a more athletic guy than Joe Salisbury at the net for doubles. That works out. Joe, probably not the greatest returner, 
Rajiv Ram can give you something out of nothing with his return points. Both of them world class at the net. So yeah, it's going to be hard to go against these guys. It's, it was also very nice to see Ram Kumar make his debut uh, at the U.S. Open in doubles. Unfortunately, went down to the Italian duo. It's nice to see Ponini playing singles and doubles. I wonder how long that trend is going to continue after the Rafa match. Through that, enjoying the broadcasting. How's that going? <laughs> ரொம்பாங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட்டிங்கிட